Hello and welcome to Diets Redefined, a podcast that provides evidence-based strategies for approaching fat loss and health that nurture all the parts of you, not just what's reflected on the scales. I'm Annie, a certified nutritionist who helps menopausal women claim back their health, body and confidence for life without fads or restriction. And I'm Bex. I'm also a certified nutritionist that helps women simplify fat loss without giving up the foods that they enjoy. My aim is to make you feel confident in yourself and the choices that you make. Our aim for this podcast is to help you quit the yo-yo diet cycle and keep the weight off for good without having to give up your life. You can find either of us on Instagram. My account is Bex Biceps and Banter. Mine is at ALS Nutrition. Today we wanted to talk about a bit of a big topic of conversation that comes up quite a lot and it's all over social media as well, is emotional eating. Um, yeah, so we've, we all do it. And it's something that we don't need to feel bad about because it happens to every single one of us, guys and girls included. But we would like to give you some, well, we want to talk about what it is and how to help you give you some coping mechanisms and tools to start implementing if you feel that this is something that happens on a regular basis and it is stopping you from progressing or just, you know, what's it? it's like impact in your life quite a lot. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps you feel that as you've got older, that this has become more of an issue for you or it's more noticeable now, especially with the women I work with and their hormones are changing. Um, and they might notice that in perimenopause, their emotional eating is, is getting worse or is, you know, more of a problem now. Yeah. Um, and also like contributing to, you know, a gain in weight that they might be experiencing at that time as well. And I think also one thing that might've had a huge impact on emotional eating for many is the pandemic. I know we're out of it now, but you know, it's super important to know you're absolutely not alone and it's, it's completely normal to eat in response to negative emotions, but if it's impacting your health or your progress towards your goals and it's something you want to work on then keep listening yeah and it's something that like like you said I I think you're right I think the pandemic definitely heightened it a lot more because again one of the emotions that I think came around in lockdown was boredom and Mm. that's an emotion isn't it and we just found that you know, I, I found myself doing it. You'd just be going to the cupboards and be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just eating stuff for the sake of it. Um, and loneliness, like loneliness must have been a huge one in lockdown as well. And like, yeah, and it, and again, it's like, it's just a way of, it's, I think we use food as we think is the way of coping with it, isn't it? But it's not the food's problem. Yeah, it's one of the big misconceptions around emotional eating isn't it like you we feel like the food is the problem yeah. so the dairy milk or the biscuits the Oreos. Or the Oreos. <laughs> the Oreos, yeah <laughs> like whatever that food is that you tend to reach do when, when you know that you can identify you're emotionally eating on and a lot of the time people look to cut out that food in the hope that they won't then overeat on it or emotionally eat on it or use it as a coping coping mechanism when they're stressed mm-hmm. um or they jump on another diet or like follow another healthy eating kick yeah, to try and fix the, the problem. <laughs> Again, yeah. because we're trying to fix the problem. We're trying to swap one problem for another one, thinking mm-hmm. that that's the answer. Because I think as humans, we naturally want to control stuff, don't we? We don't like, we kind of like always want to be in this black and white 
mentality, isn't it? We find it really difficult to just see gray areas and see that like, it's okay to have these emotions and feel the things that we feel, but we feel that we have to fix it. We can't just sit in it and, mm. and feel what we're feeling. Um, and, I, and that's, I guess, is where the problem with overindulging on the foods that we know that, right, no one ever wants to overindulge on chicken breasts do they? Or like tins of tuna, it's always the, the foods that are higher in sugar, higher in, you know, the, like I said, the donuts, the ice creams, the cake, all of those kind of foods. And then we automatically then, because we tend to want them when we feel emotional, sad, lonely, sometimes even happy to be fair, um, like any emotion, we tend to be like, sometimes that's the foods that we go for, but then we, we think it's the food's problem, but we need to learn to live with our emotions and, and understand how to kind of like, manage them better and and be a, be okay with them being up or down or whatever it is that's happening in that day or that moment yeah and you hit the nail on the head like it's it's um with emotional eating dieting or removing that food from the house is not the solution that it comes down to emotions not the food it comes down to working on your emotional regulation right that is where we're going to teach you to start um because if that's the root of the problem, right? Um, That's the fundamental solution to supporting yourself with emotional eating. Um, So shall we start with? So how do they do that? How do, where do you start? Um, So if you're not familiar with emotional eating, in a nutshell, it's the tendency to increase your food consumption in order to change the way you're feeling. So think um, getting like returning home after work and you've had a really stressful day and you kind of just mindlessly eat a whole bar of Cadbury's chocolate, even though you weren't really that hungry. Um, And now this tends to be quite person specific. So maybe your triggers are stress from work, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe you're triggered by an argument either with your partner or your kids or or an irate driver in the car on the way home like hmm, you could have been uh-huh. traffic jams, rage, right? right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of a response to something in the moment mm. um but there are also times where you might not be able to quite put your finger on what's causing it um and this might be some more like under the surface feelings so basically like unmet needs right so yeah. loneliness for example, um, or just feeling disconnected or having a lack of purpose. They're not so much, you know, in the moment feelings where we build up this rage and we just think, oh God, I just need to reach some chocolate. It's, they're more kind of like constant. Yeah, it's always there, isn't it? It's like, it's kind of like that dull energy that may be around you a little bit because there are deeper things going on that, you know, and again, so many people have this going on and it's not until we start unpicking sometimes this stuff that we even get, we, we start to realize that, oh, that I'm lonely. I feel lonely. And you wouldn't necessarily know it was that until, okay, we do get a little bit deeper and we do start asking ourselves some questions and, and kind of sitting with it because, like, and that's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? It is like, we're not saying that starting journaling or, you know, talking about your feelings is easy, but if it is having a big impact on the way that you react to things then, and it's affecting your health, then it is something that, you know, you need to delve into and start asking yourself like these questions and finding out what your triggers are to what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that's the first thing is it's basically it's getting curious about what's going on in those moments where you are emotionally eating. Like what was the trigger beforehand? Were there any, um, you know, environmental triggers or behavioral triggers or, you know, emotional triggers? What are your vulnerability factors? So is it when you're, are you emotionally eating when you're super stressed or you're really tired? Um, like get curious about, you know, how you're feeling before those times and just start writing it down, right? Yeah, like another good tip is to have like um, a little notepad by in the kitchen, because obviously it generally happens in the kitchen. <laughs> um, so you can you can just bullet point stuff that happens. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out process where you're sitting down for like hours at the end of a night working out what is going on for you. Like we're talking about journaling in that moment. And like, it can be a couple of minutes of just like writing down, okay, what am I feeling right now? like literally name your feeling. Um, and then uh, again, the other thing to notice as well, sometimes is it at a certain time? Like, does this happen at around a certain time? So what is the time that this is happening? So you could have like, what, what's the time? What am I feeling right now? And what would the third kind of question be to put in that situation? So you can start actually answering them then. I guess what's missing in your life that you're trying to make up for with food right like I know it's quite a deep question um but sometimes it's quite necessary to ask yourself just to go a bit further and I think also digging a bit deeper right because it's easy to name it's easy to say oh it's stress but there's a host of you know like can you actually go a little bit further than just saying oh it's stress like I'm just stressed point what is the stress like what is it that's made you stress was it the drive home from work was it the fact that you got in and maybe you and your partner had a bit of a row as soon as you walked through the door maybe your kids wound you right up and you've had a row with one of them like and again like find out what the stress factor was and write that down and then like and also write down I always get my girls to write down what the food is that they think is going to solve this problem so it's cake chocolate whatever and then then after that then by the time they've kind of like gone through this little process of writing down again we've paused in that moment so that's a huge one isn't it when you go to do something is you pause in the moment so by making yourself ask these questions and write them down you've paused you haven't reacted straight away to this emotion that you're feeling so then that gives you a bit of time to actually then process what is going on and okay so by the time you've got to like that fourth question okay so what am I wanting what do I want to eat right it's chocolate we'll use mine mine's chocolate Mm -hmm. then after that then I tend to be like okay well do I actually want it right now after I've gone through that whole process of taking time out to to have five minutes to just write out some stuff then I'm like, do I actually need that? Or was it literally, I was going to react to what that emotion was. Um, and again, it's that whole pause, isn't it? So you can pause, but if you're actively doing something, I think it helps that pause time go a little bit quicker rather than just looking at the clock going, right, it's been 10 minutes, I still want it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're super right. Like the, the hardest bit about all of this is separating that time between, um, is separating those two things. You've got the trigger and your response to it, which is the eating. So how can you insert a pause in there so that you can actually stop and ask yourself, you know, am I actually hungry for this? Yeah. Or, you know, what's actually going on? And like one one thing some of my clients have is they'll have post-it notes on the cupboard. You know, you say um, 
this starts in the kitchen yeah yeah and have a notepad write it down um but yeah just having these prompts around like even just stick a post-it note and say like even with the question like are are you hungry for this or just check in with yourself here like just something like that will make you stop put that pause in and then actually think actually what's going on right now like what do I what am I actually feeling am I actually hungry um I mean if you are hungry ask yourself like do I do I actually need a nourishing meal right now would that be better for me exactly what is going to actually serve me better right now rather than and like I'm I'm not going to go back down that road yet but a nourishing meal probably is going to be more beneficial at the time of this because it's probably usually around it could also be tied in with that you've gone too long without eating like again this whole like you know if you've gone from say lunchtime at 12 o'clock and you're not eating until like six o'clock um and you've got a drive home to navigate you've got the kids to sort out by the time you come through the door you've picked them up from school and it's all a bit crazy and a bit chaotic like those times are kind of like like danger points sometimes throughout a day so if you actually penciled in maybe a snack or actually thought about and plan oh actually I'm just going to make sure I've got a snack at around four or five o'clock it could be like you want a cup of tea you know a biscuit and maybe a protein yogurt drink thing and you just you actually sit down and eat that stuff then you'll actually might find that you're not actually that triggered or stressed or or using food as an emotional fix because that was that's what you needed to do to stop the emotion yeah. happening if that exactly. makes sense so that, that was where you're vulnerable like maybe you're actually generally yeah. at your most vulnerable like we all are we're all more likely to overeat just generally speaking if we're super hungry hmm. and then also like if you're super hungry are you also always kind of are you unfocused does it make you really sleepy um you know feel really tired if you've not you know nourished yourself properly in which case like the the problem then is kind of making sure you're you're eating regularly and and satisfying yourself in that respect but yeah like it starts with getting super curious about what's going on um pausing in the moment and actually asking yourself am I hungry for this and then naming the feelings and just Mm. just get curious around it like we can't tell you why you're emotionally eating without you know having a chat right um this is up to you guys to kind of get curious for yourself um but now you know the feeling how can we now build out our emotional toolbox um, or how can you build out your emotional toolbox and put an alternative strategy in place? So that's one that that doesn't involve food. And that's not saying that, you know, we can't use, we should never, and we can't use food to cope. That's not no. what we're saying. Um, it's, it's, it's if it's your only coping strategy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah and if it's, not necessarily supportive of your goals right now um yeah and I think that's important to know as well like we food is like there will be times when food serves that purpose as well to be that emotional kind of like fix and but like again it's it's how you're using it so I think as if you're kind of like it's not to abuse your relationship with food isn't it it's to make sure that when you do like um again an example I can think of is that uh, certain times of the month I will want the and I know it, and I and I let myself have it now because I've just been like sometimes it's just easier to have it is chocolate there are times when I just like and no nothing is going to take that away from me like whatever however much emotional soul searching I do <laughs> I know that it's only going to be a big dairy milk bar with whole nuts in it that's going to fix how I'm feeling right now but it's I'm not doing it from a place of 
I'm going to beat myself up or this is the only way to fix this problem. I am very accepting of the fact that I'm okay to eat that big bar of chocolate because I don't have any attachments to it, good or bad. Mm. Um, and it's not fixing my emotional problem that I've got because I, it's, I'm very aware because we need to be aware of what what is going on in our bodies and how we are. So it is, we're not saying, like I said, it's not a case of you can't use food to fix an emotional feeling, but when it's your only coping mechanism, then you know this is this is why we're talking about this today. 100% especially if you know you can kind of ask yourself here you know if you're super lonely the dairy milk's not going to help those no. unmet, unmet no. needs of loneliness what actually is it'll be you know things like connection um reaching out to a friend or just you know yeah or even like, like putting yourself out there and like jumping on a dating app or yeah. do you know that like going on um what are those like they used to do them like, like speed dating is there anything yeah. like that and like actually putting yourself out there where you're gonna where you're gonna meet people rather than just like being at home feeling lonely and using food to fix that mm-hmm. no let's let's challenge this let's like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go out I'm gonna talk to new people um and like some of my girls you know they they we've worked on that and they like, we're like okay I'm gonna go on a date and I'm just gonna like see how this goes and you know some of them they do make me laugh and their check-ins are like yeah this one didn't really work out very well but she goes I met someone and I got out of the house and it made me you know it instead of sitting there with my own thoughts I, I did something different and they actually really enjoy it yeah so- I had a similar conversation recently actually with <laughs> one of my ladies but yeah no exactly and this is the thing isn't it it's it's once you've kind of identified those feelings you're basically you're giving yourself the opportunity to actually you know meet meet those feelings and solve the actual problem Problem. yeah um uh so yeah like get curious insert that pause be that you know um having post-it notes or having a notepad nearby that you make you stop yourself or stopping and asking yourself am I hungry for this and asking yourself those questions insert that pause name the feelings because we can't do that for you mm-hmm. um and then start thinking about you know what's actually going to help you feel less stressed or calmer yeah. or happier whatever it is you were seeking from the food how can you now meet that need you know if it's boredom can you ring your best friend instead can you go for a walk get out the house yeah can you try a new exercise class like yeah, you could be, and that could kill two birds with one stone like you could try a new class and you could meet new people Mm-hmm. so then you're you know like sometimes again I think that you know we're so we, it, how what am I trying to say I think that like we underrate how much of a benefit exercise is for everything and being outside especially being outside in nature and like just just looking around and seeing what's there listening to sounds and just feeling quite grounded like in in where you are and I think that like I would encourage like everybody like to just go outside whenever they feel something that isn't you know whatever that feeling is whether it is stress rage anger um loneliness like just go for a walk just take yourself out of the situation that you're in and see how you feel when you come back because you also will have digested a lot of thoughts in that time just from taking yourself out of the equations one of the things that I would put in your toolbox is 
can I get out? Can I go out somewhere? Can I just, even if it's sitting in your garden and walking around your garden, like, or, or even just sitting in there, like sitting in it and just be like, okay, breathe, like think. Um, so yeah, so I think that that is definitely one of the ones I get my girls to, or encourage my girls to put in their toolbox for a coping strategy is outside nature and exercise are the two top ones I the, the girls all kind of like have in their their little box of tricks yeah yeah get curious and build that box out for yourself right mm-hmm. um and what also- other examples of like what's what other examples would you put in your toolbox of like yeah your toolbox to help you feel good about you in a moment yeah to help you actually meet the needs that you've identified have have come up for you right um I think also one thing, so a lot of the women I work with suffer like with meno rage, right? It's the rage that comes with menopause. Um, So hormones and this kind of overwhelming surge of almost like anger and rage that is very hard to kind of be rational in that moment in time. And that's something that, you know, we use with emotional eating. So, um, that comes up a lot for the women I work with. Um, and a lot of the time it is like, you just say like getting out, just can you get outside in that moment you feel it coming on and you know, you're about to snap someone's <laughs> head off. Um, can you just exit the situation, pause and just get outside? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or like, what is it that's going to help you in that moment? Like, um, and that happens quite a lot. And also there emotional eating, um, is very common you're you're not the only one that's that emotionally eats and there's nothing bad about you for that or inherently wrong with you we have all used food to cope with negative emotions and feelings that is a shared human experience right so there should be no judgment on your part because like what that does is then it takes away some of the shame and the guilt that you might be feeling Mm -hmm. around your emotional eating so you know show yourself some some compassion exactly right? self-compassion is yeah. so important for emotional eating for, well, for especially in menopause for managing yeah. menopause symptoms like there's a lot of research coming out about that now um and you know it's shame and guilt that often leads us to then restricting ourselves further and then perpetuates yeah. the cycle of overeating when we're presented with that emotional trigger again so just like be, be kind to yourself like <laughs> Um, yourself like your best friend like I think that is probably one of the the the, the easiest way to remember it isn't it? it's like if your friend phoned you up saying okay I've had a complete I've had an argument with my partner like it's it was really horrible I'm really upset the and you you ate like a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's or whatever ice cream you found like what would you say to your friend in that situation I wouldn't be saying to you Annie oh my god Annie you absolute idiot why have you done that you shouldn't you you're a silly bleep, 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 blah, blah, blah. Jesus. I would never say that to my friend. So would, why are we saying that to ourselves? Cause that's what we do. We call ourselves mm-hmm. every name under the sun. We tell ourselves we're fat, we're ugly, we're disgusting because we've done that. And it's just that vicious, horrible circle that you can't. And then that feeling is even worse. So on top of maybe you felt disconnected and upset because you'd had a row with your partner. You then also hate yourself because you've done it. So you've got even more emotions mm-hmm. going on. And nine times out of 10, if you can't stop that in that moment, you'll go back and you'll find food to try and comfort you again, to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So 
again, like getting these tools in place are, are it's a really good thing to have. And I like I have a list on your phone, like I've got one of mine, like things to turn to when I want to eat as my first response, but I know it's not, I'm not hungry. So mine will be a go for a walk. Can I text a friend or go and find a friend? Like, is anyone free to meet up in like an hour's time for a coffee or whatever? And the other one is um, sometimes I'll book and go and get like a pamper thing. Like I'll be like, right, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to actually go make an appointment and go get my nails done or you know, anything like, cause those little things might, or I'll go and buy myself flowers. That's another one that it's easy oh, to go and do. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also um, this thing that comes back to getting really curious about going deeper with those emotions as well. There's a really good tool online and it's called the feelings wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've, we've seen it before. Oh, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's like, okay. So you've identified that you're sad, right. Yeah. Which is quite a, a surface level emotion like can you go a bit deeper than that like and then it goes it branches off from there so it's it'll go it has like a little triangle in the middle and it will say sad and then there's all the emotions that come off of that which go a little bit deeper every time so then you've got actually I can go a bit deeper than sad I'm feeling quite lonely or vulnerable or hurt or depressed and then you can go further than that still and then it will help you you know get a, a better hold of what's actually going on so that you yeah. can even better meet that need right I just googled um, it right and I found like they, they've got adults ones right but the kids one is really good as well and sometimes I think like as adults we overcomplicate everything anyway so if you look at like the kids version of it as well it's really it's even easier to break down and understand that world because I think sometimes when we look at it like we're a bit like wow that's a lot like when you look at the wheels to start off with if you've never seen it before there's a lot of writing on it isn't there and it's like a hell of a lot of words on there yeah it says how much emotions we have how much we go through um but it is really interesting like when you do start to look at it and think like you might like you said you might feel like panicked or nervous or intimidated and like all of these things will link to something else so it is a useful thing to do but I tend to look at the kids ones because I find it easier to like break down because oh, yeah. I like start with it. the kids ones like start like don't look at maybe the outside of of the the wheel the the adult wheel yeah <laughs> like look at the the second layer like so it, there's there's in the middle you have the kind of surface level emotions then it gets deeper on the next level and then deeper on the level after that just challenge yourself maybe to go one level deeper next time um or you know yeah go with the kids wheel why not I'm just looking at it now because it's like like this thing I remember when I first looked at it and I was like I honestly it surprised me how many emotions we have yeah <laughs> and then you get overwhelmed because you're like oh my god yeah, like, exactly that I can feel no I need yeah, some but it is interesting like you said it just like you said look at each section and like okay why do you feel like that and then okay then well okay what's the next one is it because I feel inferior to somebody or something and then like it just opens up this big big can of worms yeah (laughs) but it's also very good to do because that's how we find ourselves right and find ways to um help with these situations and Mm -hmm. the problems that we have but yeah definitely get a list on your phone of tools that you can turn to other than food when you're feeling like food is the only answer um to whatever you're feeling and again like you kind of have to do this work yourself or with your coach or whoever you're working with if you are noticing that you are emotionally eating a lot 
um, and it's not benefiting you, then it's, you know, talk to somebody about it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise the cycle keeps repeating itself, right? Absolutely. And it's not something that you can solve with dieting um, or just cutting out those foods that it, the problem's not coming from that. Um, So we hope that you found that breakdown useful and yeah, next time this happens for you, like get curious about your feelings, um, your triggers, what's going on at that, in those moments, your vulnerability factors, what's coming up for you. And now that you've identified it, what can you put in place to better meet that need that isn't food? Um, And this, this will be the most influential thing you can do right now to support your emotional eating by far. Um, it's, It's more important than any diet would be because it doesn't solve the problem no and that's it isn't it we we need to solve these problems for you to then be able to move forward um and succeed and be in a good place which is what ultimately is what we're our aim is absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. we thank you for listening yeah thanks guys (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode please screenshot share it to your instagram story and tag us yes um And as usual, like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, we're always here. If you are struggling with any of these issues, then reach out to Annie or myself and let us in. But like I said, reach out. That's the first thing you can do. If you need help, then reaching out is always the biggest thing and the hardest thing to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thanks guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.